and welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of the Morning Rush, which you can catch every weekday morning from 6 to 9 on ESPN Arkansas. Also check out our website at hitthatline.com for all types of great articles, interviews, podcasts, videos, whatever it is dealing with the Arkansas Razorbacks. Be sure to check it out at hitthatline.com. Folks, I have to apologize for my long, long sabbatical from this podcast. Uh, I have had some things going on that uh, kind of was out of my control, obviously dealing with work and uh, as well as dealing with illness and uh, some other things too going on. So I apologize. And it sucks because these things that happened uh, just happened to happen at the same exact time that Arkansas fired Chad Morris and so many things were going on. So it, it really bothered me and really upset me that I couldn't come on and do a podcast uh, during the past week or so. And again, I apologize and uh, thanks for everyone sticking with me and being supportive and asking about the podcast. Again, it was something that was not intended, but it was out of my control. And hopefully from here on out, we can get back into it. As you can probably tell from my voice, I'm still trying to overcome some of the sickness and some of the illness that I've been dealing with. But hopefully uh, it can we can at least make it through today and throughout the rest of the week and really be able to dive into some good things and some interesting things to talk about. But we got to start, of course, and, and just looking at what's happened so far in the past week or so with the firing of Chad Morris, Barry Lunny being named the interim coach of Arkansas, and now the head coaching search begins. You have two games left of the season, and that's what's kind of something that gets lost in the mix where, you know, honestly, does any of you really care what happens in the last two games? I mean, seriously, do any of you care? I think you'll root for the Razorbacks. I think you'll watch the game itself, but... Are any of you going to be, like, mad if they lose big time to LSU on the road? Are any of you going to be mad if they lose to Missouri? I don't I don't know why you would. You may be all, like, gee golly shucks. But, listen, it's, it's kind of just one of those things you got to understand that the end is near. And you're going to have to have some sort of new plan put into place for uh, what Arkansas is going to do with their head coaching search next. But I, I want to start off, because I know we'll get to a few things here on the podcast, but I wanted to start off with discussing some of the things that may have been a misnomer, if you will, on what the Arkansas Razorback football job is. Because this is something that I feel very strongly about. And I know a lot of you will probably agree with me. Some of you may even disagree with me. But I have talked to numerous amount of people that I know from the media, from other different states, from the national media and whatnot, just looking at the Arkansas job itself and many of them do not believe that Arkansas is one of the better jobs in the SEC. And honestly, I would probably have to agree with them. I don't think it's in the top five jobs in the SEC, but I don't think it's in the bottom five jobs either. It's kind of in that next tier, if you will. I mean, you're going to have Alabama and LSU and Georgia and Florida. Those are going to be your top tier jobs every single year. You know, some people may try to throw in Auburn. I don't see it as that, but... I can guarantee you that those four jobs right there are definitely the top. And then the next tier, you have an Auburn, and you have Arkansas, and you have uh, teams like Texas A&M. Then you have, of course, you know some of you may throw in a, a Tennessee, if you will, maybe a South Carolina, if you will. So something in that extent. And then in the bottom part of the jobs, uh, you have, of course, Vanderbilt and Kentucky and the two Mississippi schools. I th yes, I, mean, I have both Mississippi schools lower than Arkansas and in the bottom tier because it's it was, and the only time that those two jobs have been, programs have been relevant over the past 30 or so years has been when one, Ole Miss has been cheating their hides off, and two, when 
Mississippi State had a coach that was way, way, way out of their league, and they just happened to hold on to him for a very long time. And I think both of those programs are going to revert back to being the typical Ole Miss and Mississippi State that they've always have been. So, But that's neither here nor there. We're talking about Arkansas. And I think the Arkansas job still, even given all of its faults, even given the fact that they are going to be put in a position where they have won eight games in three years, I mean, that, that is a stunning stat. Because I don't think they're going to beat LSU or Missouri. So just assuming they're going to finish 2-10, and 10, you're talking about eight wins in three years. Eight and 28 is going to be your record over a three-year span. So when people look at that in the most recent history, they're going to say, wow, our Arkansas job sucks. Who would want that? Why would you want that? Why would you want to walk into a job that hasn't been relevant in three years, they play in the most difficult division in all of college football in the SEC West. You're having to go up against some of the big boys with Alabama and LSU every single year. And then you just got to go up against the East. There's not a whole lot of talent in the state of Arkansas to recruit to. I mean, what is the benefit? Why would anybody want to go to a place like Arkansas? I can tell you this, folks. A lot of coaches would. A lot of coaches want to come and coach at Arkansas. Now, it may not be the Urban Myers of the world. It may not even be the Mike Leaches of the world. Of course, we who knows? Well, time will tell on that one. But my point is, is that it is a job that is very desirable. It's a job that it, it is in the SEC that has a ton of fan support, financial support, facilities, every means to recruit at a high level, everything that you need to be able to compete in the conference you have, and honestly, it's the only show in town. It's the biggest deal in the entire state of Arkansas. Not saying it could be a championship caliber program that'll compete against Alabama and LSU every year, but it can be one that at least makes some noise every so often. And I think that Hunter Yurichek, the athletic director, is a guy who has a pretty good reputation. I think the hiring of Eric Musselman was fantastic, and it looks like it's going to be paying out in dividends. Regardless of what happens from here on out, it was a really great hire. And it was a very strategic hire. And I think it'll be the same way in how it's handled in football. At least it should be. And I think that there are going to be coaches, more so than you even think, that are going to be reaching out and wondering, hey, what's it going to take for me to be the next head coach at Arkansas? And this is where fans have to understand something. Because this is something we've not really had to go through very often, at least in the recent history the last coaching search we had of course was when Brett Bielma was fired where there was no athletic director in place dumpster fire the previous coach head coaching hire that you had to have before that was Brett Bielma where in my opinion Brett Bielma was hired shortly after even before John L. Smith was hired and what I mean by that is I think that there was a deal in place there was an agreement reached because Brett Bielma wanted the Arkansas job so badly that he reached out to Jeff Long and said, hey, I want this job, but I can't take it this year. I'm already locked in up here. Let me have it until at the end of the year. I won't. I promise you it'll be this. I don't know. Maybe they had some agreement. But that's why Jeff Long and the university didn't even interview anybody else because Brett Bielma was their man. That's my theory behind it. I have no proof, but it certainly makes sense. And then the time before that, of course, was when he hired Bobby Petrino. Well, you had a new athletic director in Jeff Long at the time, transitioning out of the old director of Frank Broyles. And so the point is, is that every single coaching hire you've had, at least here in the past 10 to 15 years in football, has always been something that has been weird. 
Like you've had a weird circumstance. And especially with the athletic director, it's always been weird. And when Bobby Petrino was hired, splash hire, big time hire. But honestly, the hire was made because Bobby Petrino wanted the job really bad. And he was at the NFL job in Atlanta. He was not happy. He wanted to get back into college football. And so there was an out for him. And I think Jeff Long hadn't been there long enough in Arkansas to really start feeling like he has power. So he said yes. He said yes. It wasn't because he thought that, you know, after his meticulous interviewing skills that that was who he wanted. Because if you remember, there's guys like Tommy Tuberville and Terry Bowden getting thrown around. Al Grobe. Like, guys that had no business being in the list of Arkansas coaches, but those were the guys that Jeff Long was interviewing and Bobby Petrino fell into his lap. And he already already told you about the Brett Bielma hire just a few years later, that it was about Jeff Long, didn't even interview anybody else. And the reason I feel like that was the case is because there was nothing coming out about it. It was so out of left field. Nobody saw it coming. So you can't tell me that they were interviewing right after the John L. Smith year ended, and that's when they started really buckling down and asking coaches around. That's not the case. And then, of course, in the Chad Morris hire, which was a a complete and total wreck, you had issues where you you didn't have an athletic director. So this is going to be the first hire in recent memory where the athletic director position doesn't have something weird going on with it, where there's not some extra element that nobody wants to deal with and nobody wants to talk about. This is the first legitimate search to where Arkansas, it's not going to be a clown fest. It's not going to be a crap show. You're not going to start hearing leaks about nonsense. You're not going to have a public coaching search like the embarrassment that was Tennessee when they tried to do the whole thing with Greg Schiano and Mike Leach and all that nonsense. Like That was a complete and total dumpster fire. It's not going to be that. This is going to be handled the right way. This is going to be done the right way. And I will be very surprised if any of the coaches that we've been mentioning over the past few weeks will even be any of those guys because, again, Hunter Yerichek's going to be strategic. He's going to pick his spots, and he's going to make sure that whoever he does hire understands the situation and is there for the long haul and the long term. And by doing all of that, if he really, truly pulls it off and gets a great hire, then Hunter Yurichek will be in like Flint and in business for years to come, where every athletic program will be in good shape for the future. Men and women's basketball is top-notch. It's really going to be getting back there. Of course, Razorback baseball, softball's doing well, gymnastics, soccer, track and field, golf. All the sports are doing well and have very bright futures except for football. So if he gets this one right, he won't have to do much, but just maintain. Can he stay out of his own way, unlike the previous athletic director who wanted to make it all about him? I think so. Hunter Yurichek's not Jeff Long. He's better than Jeff Long because he knows what's important. And the only thing that's important right now, folks, especially in the game of football, is winning. Yurichek understands that. Now he just has to go out and get somebody who will execute that. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, moving on into the next segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Uh, this is going to be about the names. 
The names, the names, the names. Who do you want? Who do you want to hire? Who? Blah, 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 blah. I, I can't tell you how many times I have just been so sick and tired of being DM'd on Twitter, of being tweeted at, of being messaged, of being texted, whatever about, okay, it's, it's either one or two things. It's either one, who do I think Arkansas needs to hire should get, number one, or two, which I don't mind as much because that's just opinion, but, or two, I'll get a name and they'll be like, what do you think? I don't know. What do you think? Think you'd be good. Okay. Like, I'm not hiring a coach. I'm not going to be the one vetting these people. I just see a resume. I just got to go off of what they've done before, and I'll be like, eh, all right, that'll work. So, folks, I'm telling you right now, I don't know who they're going to hire. I have some good indication of who they're not going to hire. They're not going to hire Bobby Vitrino back or Houston Nutt. There's going to be no retreads. They're not hiring Gus Malzahn. I was pretty adamant that they weren't going to hire Lane Kiffin, even though I've softened on that stance just because of things I've heard, at least the interviewing part of it. He's very interested in the job. So I won't say there's a guarantee on that, but I'd still be shocked if he actually came to Arkansas. Uh, you know, people ask me about other guys like Mike Leach. Okay, I'd take him. Or Hugh Freeze. Eh, do you really want that? I mean, there, there's just so many names that people throw out and see what they want or who they want or why they want the reasons behind it. It, it just becomes chaotic. But there's no sources. There's nothing going on. Like the, these message boards, it makes it fun and entertaining because of content purposes, but it makes it a lot of work having to deal with this type of stuff. So I just don't see any reason why it's, it's going to be somebody that we expect. But since so many of you have asked about who do I want as the head coach, a realistic option, because listen, we'd all say Urban Meyer, but let's be realistic about this. A realistic option of somebody that wants to be in Arkansas, that wants the job, and I think would do a fine job. I'll give you three names. Three names, all right? One of them, to me, is a surefire guy that I think everybody would be excited about. The other guy is a little bit more of a risk, but certainly would be a splash and has done some really great things uh, as far as the football field and maybe has grown up a lot. And, th and the third guy is somebody that's never been a head coach before, but I think he would make a phenomenal head coach with the right assistance in place. So let's start with the coach that I think is a surefire guy, and that's Mike Leach. Now, that may not excite all of you, but Mike Leach, without a doubt, has been one of the greatest coaches at taking bad situations and turning them into competitive ones. Mike Leach has had all of his success at two schools, Texas Tech and Washington State. Texas Tech and Washington State. Do you know how, any idea how difficult it is to win at those two programs? Washington State, and I'm trying to remember who had the list, but when they're ranking jobs in the Power Five, Washington State was the worst job in the Power Five. And Texas Tech wasn't that far ahead of it because of where you're located at, how the distance of where recruiting's at. It's not an easy place to recruit. But Mike Leach had high-level success at those places. And that's why I feel like he would do a good job at Arkansas because it's similar. Not saying it's a crap job like Washington State, but it's definitely in a place to where they're trying to rebuild themselves, trying to get back to winning, and they're at kind of a disadvantage when it comes to recruiting as far as being in a hotbed. So if they hired him, I think that he would bring instant competitiveness. He may not win a championship. He may have some flukiness. He may have some weird games. He may have some 
weird stuff going on. But to me, there'd be no doubt that he could compete against some of the big boys and at least would get you back to relevancy. And he'd make for a great soundbite. Let's just be honest. So that would be my surefire guy. The second guy that I believe would be kind of a risk, but I could see working out. Now, stick with me on this. Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin. He's been at FAU. He's had some good success there, but he comes with baggage. He's left everywhere he's been in kind of a disarray situation. Oakland hates him because of the way he left. A lot of Tennessee fans hate him for the way he left, or at least they did. I mean, they burned couches for crying out loud. The Alabama angle with Nick Saban, they weren't too big of fans of him at times because of his vanilla play calling, or at least the play calling that they didn't appreciate or didn't like. You know, there were just factors that were just really annoying about about him. And it seemed like he always left in, in, a, in a worse way. But that being said, I think it would be a, a hire that would make a lot of people excited. I think he's a phenomenal recruiter. I think he can put a great staff around him. I think he wants the Arkansas job. And that, to me, is very important. Wanting the job. Wanting to be at Arkansas. He has the connections from his dad when his dad coached at Arkansas. He's always loved Arkansas. He originally wanted the job to get out of Oakland. Uh, instead, they gave it to Bobby Petrino, which was probably the right move. But he's always wanted this job at Arkansas. So I feel like he'd be in for the long haul, or at least be able to establish his name there. And he's hungry because he has to work on his coaching ability to get it back to where showing that he's learned a lot and he can be having a stamp of approval from a lot of people in the coaching ranks. I think coaching under Nick Saban probably helped him learn a lot. He probably grew up a lot. Not to say that it wouldn't be weird at times or there would be some stories or there would be some frustrations, but I certainly feel like Arkansas could do a lot worse than Lane Kiffin. As weird as it is to say, especially in the situation you're in. And finally, the coach that's never been a head coach before, but I'd still be very interested about how he would do, is Sam Pittman. And the reason that is is because Sam Pittman also wants to be a head coach and he loves Arkansas. He loves Arkansas. He loves the area of Arkansas. He's got family that lives by close in Arkansas. It just seems like it would be a perfect stop for him. He's coached in the SEC at various schools. He's a phenomenal recruiter. He's a phenomenal guy, and everybody plays hard for Sam Pittman. If he could get a really good staff around him, I don't see any reason why that wouldn't be a great and fantastic project to, to buy into. I think the recruiting would be there for sure. I think that it would be something that a lot of fans could get on board for, and he'd be exciting. He'd be great for sound bites. I'm not saying he'd be Ed Orgeron, but he may be Ed Orgeron-like, where he's a trench guy, just a big football guy. I think it could work out. I really do. I really think it could work out. And to me, I'd rather go that route than some of the other routes of some of the other head coaches that are going to mention because the guy's got SEC experience, and he knows what it takes to win in this conference. He was at Arkansas. He was at Tennessee. He's now at Georgia. Alabama wanted him when he was at Arkansas. I mean, he's a he's a big dude and knows what it takes to be successful in this conference. So if you're going to risk on giving it to a guy who's never been a head coach before, I'm wanting to give it to Sam Pittman. That would be the guy that I'd cast my lots in. So there you have it. Those are my three names as of right now. Of course, it's due to change because you never know what's going to happen in college football and, and, and these coaching searches. But those are the guys that I would be thinking about. And those are the guys that I think that <clears> – <throat> Honestly, we would do a pretty good job. But see, the problem is, is that with these, everyone wants to talk about it. Everyone wants to talk about it, and everyone, I'm sure every podcast people are going to be wanting me to talk about it. Well, guess what? I'm not going to. Because it's easy to talk about, but you know what's not easy? 
It's not easy to talk about erectile dysfunction. Usually, you just kind of try to brush it off and blame yourself, saying, man, I just lost my mojo, or you just try to avoid the excuses altogether. It's like, oh, I had a long day, whatever it is. It sucks. We know. We don't want to deal with it. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about. Because with a real doctor who can prescribe real medication, it's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED. All of the comfort and privacy of your own home. The doctor will work with you to give you the best treatment plan. And if medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to roman.com locked and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today and connect with the doctor to take care of it. Just go to roman.com locked to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's getroman.com locked for a free visit to get started. Again, getroman.com locked. Well, appreciate everybody listening into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at Rush John Neighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We will see you then. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.